the only podcast that is on fleek. This is Bombers. Hey, welcome to Bombers. This is Bomber number Fleek, Deg, a.k.a. Anthony. I think I did it backwards. I don't remember. I'm a little bit too Fleek for that. With On me, Fleek. With me today is Bomber Magni Fleek, Shay. On Fleek. A.k.a. Fleeker. A.k.a. Fleek Daddy. Red Hot Chili Peppers bass player, Fleeker. And uh, no Fleek. Skyber? No. But before you turn this podcast off, we're going to talk about video games. Don't worry, it gets better. Uh, well, now, can't uh, get worse. No Zyber with us. He was not fleek enough for our crew, so we <laughs> kicked him out of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> but that doesn't mean that we can't do a little bombastic news. I, before we do that, I have a question. What? Oh, what, sorry. What, what? What is fleek? What does fleek mean? Dude, I don't. I, Look, I, you you told me before the beginning of the episode what it was, and I like legitimately didn't know. You said that it's like a, a young or it's like an old millennial young Gen Z thing, right? I think it was the other. Or way did out. I get that back? This is young this, young millennial old Gen Z. This was the the test that I was checking to make sure you paid attention and could regurgitate information correctly. I failed clearly, clearly. very badly. Yeah, because I I don't I. I still don't think I really know what on fleek means. On fleek. On fleek. You have to say it like that or you're not cool. It sounds like it's from the Hamilton soundtrack. I don't know why. Just the way you sound, it makes me think of Hamilton. So like I said, not cool. <laughs> Bombastic news. <laughs> uh, did you know? Okay, here's the bombastic news. Did you know they're making a flaming Hot flavored Mountain Dew? I did because you... You told me about it before the show. That's the real bombastic news. What is the bombastic news? When is that Flamin' Hot Cheeto supposed to come out? Uh, it's I don't know if it's when it's coming out, but I know it's going to be available for order online, like limited run only. I get like it's on limitedrungames.com. Uh, you can get. <laughs> is on, it seriously uh, on LRG? No, it's not on. LRG. <laughs> I it's, I uh, wouldn't. I wasn't going to question it uh, a lot. <laughs> it was just enough to be like, oh, really? Uh, August 31st, uh, this upcoming Tuesday. So if you're listening to this podcast on the 30th, get yourself some Mountain Dew Flamin' Hot tomorrow. Uh, you can also pre-order Resident Evil 4 on vinyl, like the soundtrack on vinyl. No, like at Best Buy, and it's four discs, and it's $140, which is way too much for oh. a four LP set. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of gross. I, I can't even say that the Resident Evil 4 soundtrack is something that I can even picture in my head. I know it was good in the game, but it's not anything it, that really stuck out to me. It's very atmospheric. I actually have listened to it kind of outside of the context of the game, and you're right, it's not super memorable, but the reason it's so good and so effective is because of how it fits like in the game like from an atmospheric perspective. It uh, yeah. really adds to it, but alone uh, it's not much. I would argue that an atmospheric soundtrack is doing its job best when it's not memorable and it's just part of the overall experience. An atmospheric soundtrack, yes, but I think you can also have a soundtrack in a game that has like memorable, you know, like a memorable hook or a riff, like a, a Grant Kirkhope, a David Wise, Koji Kondo, those people. Yeah. 
Not that those are so you can do both. They're not particularly they're not particularly atmospheric. Like Koji Kondo type stuff is definitely more just like orchestral. Now I really want to watch a video of someone playing Resident Evil Four with like Grant Kirkhope, like banjo kazooie music, like <laughs> playing behind it. Like would, that seems very entertaining. It would very much me. change the feel. I think. I think but so. I, I'd be into it. What I want actually is for Grant Kirkhope to rescore Resident Evil Four. Oh, just, just that. Yes. <laughs> yeah, just it, it, imagine like it just like xylophones and saxophone and uh, you know MIDI saxophones everywhere. But but with him still trying to capture the feel of Resident Evil Four in that set. <laughs> I I don't even I. I he could someone do it. for he could for do God's it. sake, someone tweet Grant Kirkhope right now. He's very active on Twitter. I bet if we tweeted at him, he would respond. Like if we tweeted something that ridiculous at him, Zyber, get on that. Get on yeah, that. Z- yeah, Zyber, we'll let you back in on the episode if you if you tweet at him. Yeah, we know you're listening. You're not like me, and you you don't listen when you're not on. All right, what's the rest of the actual news? I don't know. That's your you wrote your name next to it. Oh crap! I did. Hey, okay. Welcome to the Bombastic News. News that is Bombastic. We have our Discord where you can chat with us about weird things like Grant Kirkhope scored Resident Evil Four or Mountain Dew flavors in general. Uh, we have multiple clubs currently running, uh, such as the Album of the Week Club, where you can send video game albums for us to listen to every week, or literally any music albums. We've got the Ring Fit Adventure for exercising. We've got the club sandwich for doing different food recipes, and we have our game club, which we are currently playing Mass Effect, and next month, what is next month's game, actually? I forgot to look. Next month is Katamari Damacy uh, on PS2. I believe there's also a remaster that came out on PS4 and Nintendo Switch and probably PC. Yeah, uh, and on Katam- PC, yep. Yeah, so so you can get it there. Um, we're going to talk about Mass Effect uh, when we're all back together. Heads up, everyone, I am not on next week's show. So Josie, you got another week to write another chapter of that fan fiction because uh, uh, the bombers are again. You know, summer is busy, man. We can't always be together, and you know, even when we're not together in our in our physical space, we're we're together in our hearts, man. My brain is always in something. the bombers, brain burst, dude. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. Uh, that's the Discord. There we have a. This is bombers at gmail dot com. Email us questions for Bombers Notebook, which we should be getting back into once Zyber actually rejoins us, and also when Shay rejoins us, so that we have all three of us together. We have a Twitch where we stream games. It's fun. I Twitch. I have a nervous tick, and he's got a nervous tick because can't can't have more than one Twitch per person. It's just how it goes. Yeah. We've got our right. Twitter where we're going to convince Grant Kirkhope to do a soundtrack for a Resident Evil game. There is <laughs> our Patreon. You it's can... wait, well, you can't just say we have Twitter. You have to say what it is. It's at this oh, is Bombers. I don't. It is at this is Bombers. I don't do and... this news segment very much, so I'm out of practice and bad at it. We need Zyber back. You uh, you can also follow me at Real Ice Danger. Uh, be warned, you will be blocked. I'm currently on a mission to block all of Twitter. Yeah, so. following real ice danger, there's actually two different speedrun categories. It's uh, quickest to be blocked and person who takes longest to be blocked. Depends on how well you can dodge uh, dodge that hammer, but it well, will come for you. The person who takes longest to be blocked is probably the person who doesn't use Twitter at all. And, like, <laughs> you know, like, I'm never going to find them. So, you know, you're probably, if you're on Twitter at all, you're probably not going to be that person. We'll see. Uh, and also, uh, now I can do the Patreon shout out, which we have. Uh, this is Bomber's Patreon. Give us money to make the show not be what it is right now, uh, but better than that. 
which special shot. Let me tell you something. (laughs) Money is not going to help the situation. It's only going to make us more entrenched in the view that what we're doing is acceptable. So think really hard before before actually giving this stupid thing money. Well, let me rephrase that. If you want more of whatever this is right now, give us money on the Patreon. Mailed it. Yeah. Uh, with a special shout out to people who apparently like what we're doing. Anne, Rob, and Josie are best friends of the show. And also, Haley and Hamaru are friends of the show. Thank you for supporting us talking to each other about just whatever we're talking about right now. Yes, thank you, best friends. You guys are great. Everybody else, step up. You're not friends yet. I Oh, dude, we have a survey. Uh we should mention this. That was next. Um Oh, it's on there? Okay. No, it was in it was in my head. It's not on there. Okay. Well, go, I, go ahead tell tell yeah. the people about the survey. Speaking of uh doing the impossible and making the show more of what it is, uh, aka better. <laughs> We do have we have a survey out right now, which there is a link on the Discord, and I believe we're also going to tweet that out. I don't know. I have to see what we're doing with that. But there, it's definitely on the Discord. A survey for uh, your opinions on the Bombers community and uh, what you like about it, what you don't like about it. No, there's no what you don't like about it. Of course you love it. Are you kidding? Uh, Tell but... us what you think. We care about your opinions, apparently. Uh, yeah. As long as we agree with your opinions, we care about them. <laughs> exactly. The show is going to do what the show is going to do, regardless whether you take the survey, but uh, you should take the survey. It helps us figure out uh, who our target audience actually is, because we, we've we already learned, Anthony, that like a lot of people who took the survey don't even freaking listen to the podcast, which is pretty funny. I think what surprised me the most is that three quarters of the people that took the survey do listen to the podcast, and my mind was blown. Yeah, I can't believe anyone listens to this. Thing, <laughs> yeah. But uh, the, the the core flagship program of Bombers, I can't believe anyone listens to it. But here we are. And if that's not enough, we're doing a drawing. And one person uh, who gets a drawing gets a free month of access to the OnlyFriends uh, channel. So you can look at uh, cool pictures of our cats and stuff. Well, my cats. But we all have I cats. I post pictures. They, no, we, yeah. And then other some, stuff, too. There's like, some dogs. I, I hang out. I hang out in the OnlyFriends channel a lot to talk about games and stuff because it's it's a place where it's like slow enough where I can actually have a real conversation. You know, I came back to the Tanka Ifa Moop channel today and they were like writing fan fiction about each other, and I was like, "What? Is th- like we're evolving into this weird society now? That's not even a Discord community. It's like it's becoming its own city where just stuff happens." And I come and I walk in and I'm like, "What? What's going on? All right, cool, bye." Yeah. You go to the Tanka Ifa Moop and it's just like, "Don't go in that neighborhood. That neighborhood's." It's- sketchy over it's there the, it's the skid row of the bombers discord <laughs> yeah. it's no laws all right let's talk about video games we've waited long enough anthony lynn let's talk about upcoming releases lots of hot new games uh that you can't play anywhere else coming out this week oh wait you totally can uh september 2nd how about bravely default 2 the nintendo switch is losing an exclusive to the pc bravely default 2 is coming to steam and uh, you'll be able to get it uh, courtesy of Square Enix on uh, on your PC. Is, How about that? Is Bravely Default 1 on the PC as an interesting thing that I don't know the answer to? I don't think so. I just having to guess, I don't I don't believe it is. I'll look it up right now. What do you what do you think about Bravely Default 2? Um I mean, the thing that I find the most entertaining about this particular news item at least is um if Bravely Default 1 is not on the PC, but Bravely Default 2 is, 
and you don't have a DS, are you going to be lost? Because it's a second, like... I don't. I don't think Bravely Default Two is like a is a story like a story driven sequel to the original Bravely Default. I think it's just its own thing. Uh, yeah. So what it's what it's worth. One of the, I, I googled the reg- first Bravely Default, which by the way is only on the 3DS. There's no PC version. And one of the things that comes up is, do I need to play Bravely Default before Bravely Default Two? And the answer is, Bravely Default Two is a standalone game from the original Bravely Default, so no prior knowledge of the first game's story or characters is necessary for enjoying the latest installment. Who who are these people who are like who? who don't have a switch at this point who are really interested in bravely default Two. like don't 85 million people own a nintendo switch like who's holding out at this point i mean more importantly i think who's the person that's interested in bravely default Two that didn't doesn't have a switch that doesn't didn't play the first one like it's a weird weird market it does it does seem like a very weird like we're trying to squeeze these sales out of these people who are interested in this hardcore jrpg who would probably only be interested in a numbered sequel to a game that only came out on the nintendo 3ds a platform that sold fewer units than the nintendo switch and was a handheld made by nintendo like that's a very specific market so good for you square i guess maybe you'll get a couple sales off of this but like what what's even weirder is like you're now going to be able to play bravely default 2 on a handheld con on two different handheld consoles get that steam deck steam deck that's right, Steam Deck and Nintendo Switch, if you want, I guess. So. Yeah, Bravely Default 2, a game that I pre-ordered and took a weekend off to play and then never played. You still haven't played it? No, I still haven't finished Bravely 2nd. Oh, okay. Well, I was going to say, I, it would be pretty funny if I beat Bravely Default 2 before you even started it. And well, that, with, Maybe that will be my... With the way I play JRPGs, probably. I got, like, maybe halfway through Bravely Second and then just sort of petered out and lost interest, unsurprisingly. Also, it should be noted that uh, this is probably the last chance we'll ever get to complain about the title of Bravely Second unless we randomly start talking about Bravely Default 2 again in the future, which I don't know why we would unless it gets re-released on, like, PS4 or something. Or one of us Um, finally starts playing it. The the title for Bravely Second End Layer, in hindsight of there being a Bravely Default 2, is monumentally stupid. We knew that it thinking? was stupid to begin with, because they were like, this is not Bravely Default 2. And we were like, well, what? Like, they said that Why would you with call the it first that? game. With Bravely the second game? Not the third game, which is called 2. I don't know. It's dumb. It's freaking Squeenix with their naming conventions. They're idiots. They have no idea what they're doing. They should have kept the subtitle Flying Fairy for America because then, then everyone would have known that it was a Final Fantasy game just with a different name. And then it maybe would have sold better. And then maybe, I I don't know, maybe then Bravely Default 2 would have been better. Well, the first one was Bravely Default Where the Fairy Flies was the subtitle. It just wasn't no, it was on the Bra- box. Bravely Default Flying Fairy was the subtitle, I think. No, it was Where the Fairy Flies, because the... No, that was the expanded edition. Th- that's The fairy comes before the flies because of spoilers. Oh, all right. Uh, what else is coming out? Uh, September 3rd, the medium... Okay, speaking of consoles losing exclusives, uh, the Xbox Series X is losing an exclusive. It's like one of like four exclusives at this point. Uh, the medium is coming to PS5. That's that Bloober team, uh, you know, horror you know psychological horror game whatever it kind of came out and kind of got mixed reviews and was was revealed in january to be a timed exclusive for the xbox and now it's coming to ps5 so get that if you want uh yeah the medium 
timed exclusive, but also it was on the PC at launch. So, oh, it was okay. Yep, well, I, that's, I played it on PC through my Xbox PC Game Pass. Well, but you play you paid Microsoft to do that. I didn't finish it though. Actually, that was back whenever I still had my free trial. What did you think of it? What did you think of the bit that you played? It was pretty good. I mean, for it being one of those like story-driven third-person psychological horror style games, I enjoyed it. It was it was creepy without being like scary. Did you uh did you play Layers of Fear? No. I th- I feel like I every time we bring up the medium I'm like, did you you guys should play Layers of Fear cuz Layers of Fear is also Bloober Team and it's a first-person psychological horror game. And uh, it's really good. Check it out. I did play um, uh, Bravely Second and Layers of Fear. <laughs> now that I could get behind. <laughs> it's a psychological horror JRPG. You know. Psych- with, with a fairy. Uh, Earthbound. Yep. Mother 3. The horror is that it will never get released. Coming to Mar- Mother 3, coming to PS5 in 2025. <laughs> Lie to yourself. Let's do the weekly bomb. Keep this news train a rolling. Chugga chugga. How many chuggas before the choo choo? Chugga 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 choo. You just need two. You just need all you I need is. You need, I think you need a lot more than that. Two doesn't seem like enough. I, I think it's. I think it's really context dependent. Honestly, like, are you trying to get the the chuggas and the chews out there real quick? Let's talk about it instead of doing the next segment. <laughs> the weekly bomb, where we have news items. <laughs> news items that we bring to each other to determine if it's a bomb and awesome or the bomb and crap the a stands for awesome or did i do that backwards i think i did that backwards i think a bomb a A bomb is awesome oh no no a bomb is bad (laughs) and that is the bomb bro dude dude man that's the bomb you know what the point is one's good one's bad and here's some news all right dude what's your story sorry real quick the thing that I like the most about Eminem's rap god is the fact that it really <laughs> full-on displays his, like, technique and, like, mastery over his flow that is just so impressive. Yeah, I, I think that, you know, whatever you think about Eminem as a as a guy, as you know, the as subject matter that, that he raps about, you know, his his annoying feuds with... The one thing I don't like about Eminem is how I feel like I need to know everything about the rap music industry to, like, understand half of the things that he's talking about. Yeah. But at the same time, it's just enjoyable to, like, listen to, just from, like, a musical perspective. Um, so, yeah. I'm not a rap guy, but I love I love some Eminem. My favorite Eminem was the time he was doing an interview and someone was like, so, uh, Kanye or Drake or whoever, I don't freaking know, some rap thing, thinks he's God's gift to rap. What do you have to say about that? And Eminem said, I don't remember gifting him. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic it's so good. great job great job marshall that's a good one all right um okay what's your story uh it was announced at gamescom by microsoft that they are releasing a limited edition halo infinite branded sex box as well as controller and headphones and all that kind of stuff so so the, I, I don't know if you looked at any of this whenever i i did link it in the discord i don't know if you actually looked at it I, yeah, I saw I saw this reveal, so I know about all this. The one thing I will say before we dig into anything else, it actually is a really cool looking console. Yeah, like the the actual art and aesthetics that they have put together for this, it looks good. 
unfortunately, yep. it's an Xbox. Well, and see, that's the thing. It's like I saw this awesome-looking Forza Horizon Xbox Series X controller the other day, and I'm just like, okay, you know, that that looks amazing. And, you know, I really want to play Forza Horizon 5, but, like, why why are we always in this situation with Microsoft where it's like their biggest announcements are like, oh, we have a new console, oh, we have a new controller, we have a new, like, everything about that, everything about the Microsoft experience at this point just seems like window dressing. Like, just give me some freaking games, man. Like, I know Psychonauts 2 just came out. I know Psychonauts 2 is really good. Jury's out on whether Halo Infinite's going to be good or not. Got some positive feedback from the beta or the demo or whatever the heck it was. You know, and I'm sure they have stuff in the pipeline, but, like, it just... Show me the money. Then we can talk about console iterations and stuff. Yeah, my my thing that I'm genuinely looking at the um, Xbox... Microsoft, Halo Infinite, whatever uh, controller, only because I could potentially use it as a controller on my computer and just plug it in like that. So if I, it, it, you know, if that's a thing I can do, I might get that. There's no reason to have an Xbox, no matter how good it looks. Well, that's not true. There's one reason, at least, Psychonauts 2. Which you can play you on the PC. You want to get that. You can? Yeah. I have it downloaded <laughs> right now on my Xbox I, app on I my why, PC. I don't know why I keep surprising myself with the fact that Xbox games are on PC, because of course they are. But but you know what you can't get right now, Anthony, is... Well, you can't get an Xbox either, but you, <laughs> you can't really get a PC, because uh, they're kind of hard to come by, the, the parts that you need to build, yeah, one, to build a good one. That's a fair point. But if you already have a working PC... Do you have a working PC that can run Psychonauts 2? Because it's my understanding that that game is pretty intensive on the graphical capabilities I required. Do. I'm going to play it on stream right now. Watch watch me do it. I'm going to boot it up. Dude, I would totally... I would tune in to watch you play Psychonauts 2 if you put that on tonight. I probably won't put it on tonight, but I will play it at some point pretty soon here. Just because, I mean... Yeah. Totally stream that for Bombers something. I want to watch that. Anyway. um, I guess... I, I don't know. A bomb, the bomb. I don't really. I don't care. I. It's not. It's not a bomb because it's not bad that they're releasing a special edition console that looks awesome because it does look awesome. Yeah. Uh, I just don't really have an opinion. I guess. I think it kind of. Uh, we we summed it all up. It looks great, but there's really no reason to get it. I mean, you know, future proofing. If you believe in what Xbox is doing, I mean, this is a better console to buy than the standard issue Xbox Series X, which True. is a little plain. Yeah, I like it, but but you know, why wouldn't you want the special edition? They look cool. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what the special editions and limited editions exist for—to be cool. But let's do this. I kind of want. If you don't have an Xbox, if you don't have an Xbox and you want one, get this. There yes, you go. For sure, it'll also probably be a better investment collecting wise, as far as. It'll hold its value slightly better than the regular Xbox, but in general, limited editions. I kind of want to. I kind of want to jump into a limited editions conversation because, how do you feel about that? That as let's as talk a, about limited editions as a thing that exists. How do you feel about like limited, specifically consoles? But if you want to talk about limited edition game releases, we can do that. Consoles, I really don't have a problem with because they're done in like a promotional fashion, and and you know. I don't love that they make you feel like you have to get another console if you already own one. With consoles like the Switch, you know, it, it can work because maybe you give that Switch to somebody, you give it to your wife, you give it to your child, you give it to your your girlfriend or boyfriend, whatever, uh, and then you have an, then you have one of your own so that they're not always taking yours. But 
with like an Xbox, I don't really see the point unless you're like really looking to get like a mid-gen like refresh. Like maybe your Xbox is running like crap, but it's also only been a year. So hopefully your like Xbox is not running like crap at this point. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, like, I don't mind it so much, uh, but with, with games and like the pack in stuff, I, I it's really, I just kind of just want the game. I don't have space in my, in my little setup for, for a bunch of crap, Chotchkeys. you know, I don't, I don't want it. I don't need it. I don't, I don't want to spend the money on that. I want to buy more games. Console. Well, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head with consoles with the, like feeling the need to buy a new one. Cause it has been a year now. Most people that are big into Xbox probably already have one by now. And a lot of those people probably got the Xbox to play Halo Infinite. And now there's a Halo Infinite one. So it always it always seems like weird messaging to me on that kind of stuff. Because they've got a console, but now here, spend more money and buy this other console and figure out what you're doing with that old one. We don't care. You already gave us money for that one. So what you're saying is that it would have been more prudent from Microsoft from a customer service perspective to release the halo edition of the system at launch and then release the standard issue xbox later well that might actually have well here's here's an interesting thought that i bring up to you halo infinite i'll be the judge of that halo infinite was originally supposed to be a launch title for this xbox ho-hum and now it's releasing after black friday which is a terrible launch date uh december 8th is i mean i'm not gonna say it's too late but that's it's really not good. freaking late. That's really freaking late in but the holiday I, season. I find that an interesting thing to point out because they're now releasing this limited edition Xbox console to coincide with the release of Halo Infinite. If Halo Infinite had been a launch title for the console, would they have done this? Because you're not going to release a, a limited edition branded game uh, console not with said game, right? Well, but aren't but aren't we like? I mean, no. But what so difference does it make? Is like, the, it's not. It, it's oh, not as though it's go just ahead. a. It's just a thought. Like, does this limited edition console only exist because Halo Infinite got delayed, and this is some manner of attempt at an apology, or did they delay the limited edition with the game, or like I, I'm curious what the inside thoughts were from the marketing department and the, and on that. Have you ever worked at a company that has a sizable marketing department? Not that I've ever interacted with. Uh, I have worked with marketing departments in the past, and my primary experience with marketing departments is they don't know what they're doing. That's true. So Nobody knows I, what they're doing. I would not... I mean, Microsoft's marketing department is typically pretty good because they're somehow able to sell consoles despite the fact that they have no exclusives that make it worth owning that console. But that's a completely different Conversation. Discussion. Yeah. I mean, and we talked about the the console limited edition things when, earlier when we were talking about Breath of the Wild 2 on previous episodes and talking about the uh, Switch lights and how, like me, where I am with all with, with the OLED, that was the other thing I was trying to think of, and like, I'm waiting for a limited edition Zelda-branded Switch before I do my Switch refresh. Yeah. Well, so that's that. So you're literally waiting for them to give you the incentive to buy that special edition console. Yeah. So, but yeah. but it's interesting because they're, now they're missing out on the sales for those other systems because 
that's the thing I'm waiting. I'm holding out for it. I'm expecting. But that, it. that's a, that's assuming that they won't sell through all that stock anyway. It's like the Microsoft stuff. It's like th- it would be an issue if they weren't already selling all of their Xbox Series Xs every time they go on sale. But they are. Yeah. So they're it's not. the Xbox Series S they can't sell if they wanted to. They should make a limited edition Xbox Series S because those things are still up on Amazon. Right. I bet I could get one right now. You could absolutely get one right now. But I'm yeah, I guess when I I'm say that I'm gonna check live. <laughs> I'm gonna check live to see if the the Xbox Series S is still available on Amazon. With um I guess when I say they're missing out, I mean obviously they're not really missing out because they're gonna sell that inventory anyway. But I can't be the only person who's saying, Well, I'm not gonna buy an OLED, I'm not gonna buy a, a light because I'm wait I'm waiting for a limited edition. There's gotta be more people like me that, that have that thought. Like my one, dude. The Xbox Series S is totally available right now <laughs> yeah, on Amazon. Of course it is. How long ago did the Series S? That was like three years ago, four years ago. I'm bad at time. How long? Ago? What are you What are you talking about? When the Series S became a thing that exists. No, the Series S has existed since day one of, of the. That is the new Xbox. The I'm Series sorry. S. My brain. My brain was thinking of the Xbox One X S. S? The Xbox One right. S. Full stop. Hey, Microsoft, oh. name your stuff better. Because I yeah, genuinely is... thought you were talking about the Xbox One X or the Xbox One XS or whatever that thing was. All right. This podcast is self-destructing. We need to get on to the stuff that you did this week, Anthony. What did you do this week? A uh, minute recap. What did I do this week? I, I played yeah, a what did you little do? bit of video game this week. A little bit? A little bit. What kind, what kind of video games did you play? Well, I'm almost done with Picross 4 finally, Shay. You'll be happy to know. I'm halfway through. I am. Yeah. Halfway through the color Picross puzzles, and I have two puzzles left of Mega Picross. So. I love color Picross. I wish the entire game was color Picross. It, color Picross stresses me out more than. Are, like, you, are you colorblind? No. It just. Well. After, after you know. 15 hours of regular Picross and sort of just vibing with that. Having to pop over and change the complete thought process for color Picross. It hurts a little bit in my brain. So you just, you sit there and you grind out puzzle after puzzle of like regular Picross and then you move over to Mega Picross and then you do the clip Picross and then you do the, co- like, I-, I jump around because oh, no, I, I go crazy if I'm not like I pretty much, around I grind out one, then the other, then, then the other. Oh man, that's, whew. Which, you can see why I told you that I have a problem. It's literally just the same thing for 10 hours in a row. I mean, this is what addicts do. They just sit there all day and they just pop <laughs> it's pills. It's wrong. It's gross. I can't stop myself. You're pop. You're popping Picross. Popping those Picrills. Mm. Pick pills. Picross. There's a title in there somewhere. We'll, we'll figure it out. out. We'll figure it out. Uh, I also played a game called Void Train, which do you know? Do you remember the game Raft? I don't know. I I know of Raft. I think I watched my wife play Raft uh, one time. Is it a game where you're on a raft? Yeah, and then you're doing stuff, and it's like a survival builder, survival craft. Yeah, some bull crap with yeah. There's crafting and, and rafting. Yeah, it's a crafting raft. Well, Void Train is that, but with uh, <laughs> with a train instead of a raft. So you don't even get to change Great. the direction that you're going via sails and stuff. You're just literally on a rail. 
how are you crafting if you're on a train? Like the train does the train stop and you like get off the train and you like uh, go gather supplies? You, you you have control over like the brakes and the train continually goes forward and there's something. Is with there fall. no cabin service on this train? Like you can't ring a bell and like an attendant brings you like a hot towel and a, and a food. Nope, you thing? are the attendant for yourself. What you're so like you're on a train like running a train by yourself? Like what, it's not why even would you do that. Well, like, I mean, it starts off with like just a handcart basically, and you have to build the train. Why would you do this? Like, what kind of person is this? I mean, I don't know if I trust this. This, I played this it. Unreliable narrator. I played it. I don't trust you. I'm not. I'm that kind of person. I, it's pretty. How is it? It's pretty enjoyable as a generalized concept. It is still technically an early access, um, and there's a lot of kinks that they need to work out because the progression system and the general um, pacing is not great yet. It it takes too long to actually build up resources to build anything, and you don't even get to actually extend your train until, like, the third quote-unquote level, which is, you know, a few hours into the game already before you can even do the building part. So it's like, pacing's, pacing's off and needs needs refined. But in general, like, the progression is, is pretty good. Once you actually unlock the ability to build it, you're building a train. That's cool. Yeah, I, I like train. I like a good train. Train is, you know, pretty good. Yeah. I, I, I don't know the next time I'll play it. It might take me a while to get back on the train. Ah! Oh! Oh, you've killed me. All right. <laughs> what else did you do this week? Um, Last night I was playing with some friends a game called Goose Goose Duck. It is an that's, among... No, that's, that's backwards. No, that's, that's not right. That's what it is. It's Goose Goose Duck. Nope. Yep. What is that? What is that? It's you, you go. It's an Among Us clone. However, it's an Among Us clone that has already built-in uh, proximity voice chat, already built-in uh, extended roles, like all of the things that you can get add-ons and mods for in Among Us are part of the base game in Goose Goose Duck. So, did you see that Fortnite is becoming an Among Us? Clone? I saw that. I only saw the headlines and went, huh, Fortnite, I don't care, and then didn't read the articles. I mean, that's fine, like, and I understand why the Among Us people are upset, but at the same time, like, maybe this is why you shouldn't base your entire company's economy on a live service game, and, like, maybe you should, like, release more products that can be competitive in a marketplace where everyone is stealing from each other all the time. I mean, I, I don't. Here's, I don't really feel super bad for the Among Us devs because they've been riding on the rails of success from Among Us for like a year and a half. Like it's time well, to do and something. Not to mention that the game Among Us itself actually came out in 2016 and only got popular last year. Right, because of world events. Yep. And not to mention there's already precedence for this because Fortnite as we know it, Fortnite Battle Royale, is not the original Fortnite. It was a, Yeah, Fortnite wasn't even popular until it stole the PUBG until thing. Until it stole the PUBG so, thing, yeah. And... On top of that, I mean, how good is the Among Us clone that they have a limited time event in Fortnite for? Because I'll tell you, I'm never going to know. I'm <laughs> never going to find out. It, it, it the only Among Us should only be mad about it if the Fortnite clone if they're doing it better. I mean, do they have a bigger audience? Probably. Fortnite's, I guess, popular. I think it's still very is it, popular. Is it still? I don't, I don't know. I, 
I can't tell Leave if it's a comment out of, below. Yeah. Smash that subscribe button. I can't tell if it's out of style or if it's still a big thing because it's so marketed at not my demographic that it means nothing to me. Tune into Bombers where you get the most up-to-the-minute accurate reporting on the hottest news in video games. As long as we care about it. What else happened to you in your life this week? Uh, Nothing super exciting except... Oh, I got a PS5! Oh! Ah! Yay. Yep, finally managed to secure a order that will be showing up in like two weeks or so. Thanks, mostly to you. Thanks for that link, Shay. You're welcome. You're, You're the welcome. One. I'm you always, look, always looking out, always looking out for my buds. And you know what? If you join the Bomber server, you too can be alerted. Actually, if you follow me on Twitter, this is, this is serious. If you follow me on Twitter, I am retweeting like in my opinion, relevant links to video game deals and stuff. I'm trying to become like Wario64's little brother because I'm basically just retweeting everything that he tweets. <laughs> but but it's like hyper-specific to people like me because I don't retweet like all of his stuff. I just retweet the stuff that interests me. So if you like me, then you should follow me on Twitter. If you are interested in the games that Shay is interested in. Yeah, like PS5. <laughs> I like I like the, the distilled pitch that you have there. If you like me, follow me on Twitter. Like, yeah, that's basically what following on Twitter is. <laughs> that's, that's like the most redundant thing I could say. You're right. <laughs> all right. Uh, that's uh, that's all my cool stuff for the past week. Congratulations on the PS5. Yeah, that's awesome. That was I'm the really big news that I was saving for last there. Tell me about anything interesting that you did. Well, I played Picross. Oh, uh, that's yeah. interesting. Uh, but there is a uh, there is a Sega Picross, uh, which is the glory days of the Sega Genesis, not the Mega Drive, you freaking overseas weirdos. The Genesis and the Master System. Uh they they took the sprites from those games and they made little Picross puzzles out of them. Uh so that's pretty neat. It's like a CD. Um Yeah, like uh Rin Rin and Min Min. Yep. Very, very um, also, uh, also, I've been. I was hoping you were going to try and list more like Sega characters that anybody knows other than Sonic characters. I think I think Alex Kidd is in there. Oh, well, okay. oh and there's a there's a big there's a Mega Picross uh, columns puzzle. So oh, that's cool. Nice. There's, more, there's knights on it. Um, knights we talked about dreams. columns way more on this show than we should. Yeah, no, <laughs> I didn't see any knights in the dreams. It's no, because it's Genesis and Master System only. Oh, right? specifically so post. Yeah, oh, okay. nothing Saturn or later. No Soul Calibur. No Crazy Taxi. No Seaman. No Space Channel Five. No Jet Set Radio. Keeping to just the pixel art era. Yeah, I, I actually I could probably name more Saturn games than I can Genesis games. Mr. Bones. Mr. Bones. Madden NFL '96. I mean, most just, just just Madden NFL year for the years that the Saturn existed. Madden NFL '97, and that that's yeah. it. I think I that's don't think another, that they, uh, actually I don't know how long they were making Saturn games. Let's just look up a big list of Saturn games and see you know, how many they got before that's that. Thing cheating died. if you read them all. Well, I'm not going to read them. I'm just going to look it up later. I'm just curious. Anyway, how uh, is how what how was how is uh, Picross Sega Picross? It's Picross. I mean, you know, it's. You're, you should get it and, and play it once you finish four, five, and six because this is the seventh one. Uh, and there was also a uh, there was also a Hatsune Miku uh, Picross game released, but I'm not sure if it's by Jupiter, the the guys who did the Picross games, or if it's like a different. Because if it's Jupiter, I have to get it. 
because I have to yeah. be a Picross completionist, which would be a disaster because I haven't been able to play anything because I'm playing so much freaking Picross. There's a lot of those Picrosses that are like specifically licensed things that I'm just like, don't care. And especially if they're not full actual Jupiter Picross, which is the only real Picross. Did you do the Twilight Princess one? I don't think that I was did. Jupiter. Was that Jupiter? Do you know? I can't remember. It was Does still Nintendo, pretty good. Does Nintendo own Jupiter? Are they the ones doing this to us, making me spend like, like I've literally almost spent a hundred dollars on Picross games, like since I've owned the Switch. Come yeah. on. Uh So, um, but that, oh my God, that I have Twilight, a problem. I have a real <laughs> um, problem. The Twilight Princess Picross was only available as a like uh, my Nintendo reward. Okay, I mean, that's all. Great. That's all. Okay. I, that's all I had to say about that. Uh, I've been watching Dragon Ball, not Dragon Ball Z or Dragon Balls, if you're, uh, you know, into that. Um, I did watch Dragon Ball, uh, the first season, which takes young Goku through the saga of finding and hunting down the seven Dragon Balls, and then he enters a martial arts world championship tournament with all those dudes and the like final fight for that tournament literally lasted about four and a half episodes, which I thought was amazing. Uh, Anthony, I'm not sure how into the Dragon Ball mythos you are, but I am coming away having never watched any Dragon Ball or Dragon Ball Z anything like really impressed with how actually good it is. I did not expect this. I actually have not watched any of the uh, original Dragon Ball stuff. Um, I did watch a fair bit of Dragon Ball Z uh, after school back in the mid-aughts because that was when I uh, I was the correct demographic for Toonami at that point. So. But it's like surprisingly good, right? Like, Yeah, I mean, it's it's garbage, but it's real good garbage. It's the kind of garbage that it, you know what it's like. It's like when you open the garbage can and there's like an uneaten piece of cake just kind of sitting on the top on like a paper plate, and, and you know that nothing has touched it. It's like that episode of Seinfeld, like where the 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 eclair was like in the cylinder, but clearly nothing had touched it because it was like the last thing to go in there. And George is just like, "Well, I guess I'll just eat it because it looks perfectly like, good." And like the, it's still in the to-go container. It's like and a there's box no of donuts of on the side of the road as I'm walking back home from the gas station. Except that the one donut has one bite out of it. That You're right, it did. What were they thinking? Anyway. Monsters. Anyway, I watched Dragon Ball. Um, and I also played, uh, I finished Gears of War. Uh, I've been playing, I was playing Gears of War for some reason. I decided to go back and, and play those old 360 games and... I'm really impressed at how well it holds up, and I think the reason it still holds up is because every third-person cover-based shooter, and really most third-person shooters in general that came after Gears of War, are really still kind of duplicating what Gears of War did. Like, they're still iterating on it. Um, Nobody has come along and really redefined what the third-person shooter genre is supposed to be. And I think that so many of them owe a lot of credit to the original Gears of War and what that game did. I agree. It uh, definitely has not had any shakeups in the entire genre since Gears of War. That was the last great like paradigm shift. I think from a gameplay perspective, they just got it so right. 
like everything in that game feels good to do. It feels good to ram your body up against a big chunk of concrete wall and just pop your head out and just like shoot dudes in the face until they run up to you. And then you get out from behind the cover and then chainsaw them in the face, which is still awesome. And like that comes down to like they really nailed the controls, but also like the sound design is so good because everything's just so chunky and burly. And I mean, they're the gears. Everything's muscly. Bam. Yeah, they're comically muscly, and yeah. I mean, you, you know how it like just watch Gears of War foot. And, and the thing I don't like with like the Gears of War Ultimate Edition, and when they, and the same, I have the same issue with Resident Evil Four when they like did the HD remaster. They take away a lot of the character about what made that game so gritty and made it so good to look at. the The most iconic scene to me, in, in all, like one of the most iconic scenes in all of video games, but certainly in 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 gears in general is that first scene where it starts to rain and you're outside of that like water processing plant. Do you remember the downpour chapter, Anthony? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I do that remember. rain scene is so iconic because it's so dirty and the rain is coming down so hard. And if you watch a comparison video of that footage to the gears of war ultimate edition that eventually came out on Xbox one, it's like a downpour in the 360 version versus like a light drizzle in the, in the Xbox one version. It's pathetic. Yeah, they, they, those, re, they remade that game from the ground up and it looks so much worse. A lot of those remasters or just straight up remakes uh, specifically where they're not just, you know, where they're, where they're ground up rebuilding it. They always do something wrong with the textures or the lighting or there's there's the gamma or it's, there's always just something off where it's either too dark or too light compared to the original. And it just doesn't quite have the same atmosphere for pretty much all games that are remade like that. Yeah, uh, so that was really disappointing. But I did enjoy my time with the original Gears of War, which I played. I started probably like shortly after we finished our last podcast, actually, and then I finished it shortly before. Uh, well, I finished it last night. I was like fighting the hardest final boss in freaking video game history. Oh, I hate that boss, Gen- General Ram. It's BS, man. Ram. Ram. I will say, I one of the things that I like the most about Gears of War, which I'm sure you will disagree with me out of principle but gears of war multiplayer co-op was so good no they did it right like if you're going to do multiplayer couch like it's couch co-op or you can do it online and you know you get the same experience regardless of which character you're playing which is the best part right i mean like that's really what a multiplayer co-op experience should be not segmenting off certain things of the game behind the single player experience or making it so that one character plays vastly different from the other. And they built the like mechanics of the multiplayer so well, where there are certain things that you have to run and, and save your buddy. And there are certain things where it's just like, nah, dead. And it, and it feels balanced and it feels like you're really like actually doing squad things instead of like Halo multiplayer. Where it's like, I'm going to run forward and die and respawn because it's, as good as Halo's multiplayer is, the game is actually not designed for it, weirdly enough. Yeah. Whereas Gears of War, I feel like, is so centrally designed around the idea of having your gear squad or at least one other person, because it's uh, Marcus and Dom for the first one, are the two players. It's, it's also Marcus and Dom for the second one, so far. True. So I, I started playing two, uh, which, you know, natural progression, and I, I just wanted are more you... gears. 
Are you planning to maybe play your way through the trilogy, play your way through all of them? Like, what are you thinking you might do with that? Well, I don't have an Xbox One, and I don't have an Xbox Series X as of now, so I can't play 4 or 5. I do have 3 in Judgment, like, on the shelf, and I, you know, assuming I continue to like Gears 2 as much as I liked the first Gears, and Gears 2 is just that, more Gears, uh, no yep. question about that. They didn't seem to really do a whole lot. Um, yeah, I could I could see I myself playing through it. The biggest that I think they did was it was like different weapons. Cool. Everything else is the same. Well, and you I'm can sold. pick up dudes and like use them as meat shields and you can curb stomp them, which is awesome. And, <laughs> so great. You know, there, there's a couple of random things, but like mostly just, just, I, I hate to bring up the phrase again, mostly just window dressing, but it's the type of stuff that, it, you know, adds to the game to make it feel a little more fresh, I guess, even though it's largely the same. Yeah. And, and there's something to be said about more of the same, like, as long as you like don't bombers. take it, yeah, okay, fair enough. As long as you don't take the more of the saming too far, because on one hand, like the game is popular for a reason, so you don't want to change too much about it. But on the other hand, you don't want to end up with like a Madden game. Well, I think the other thing too with with Gears is that multiplayer was such a big component. Online multiplayer, like it was one of the first games I can remember on 360 where it was just huge online. Um, well, and Gear, Gears 2, much the same way. I think, I, was that the game that added the Horde mode? I that, think it was. That was the first game ever to have Horde mode, which has become a pretty big part of multiplayer. And so say what you will about Epic, but these guys can make games. Like, I know, yeah. yes, they made Fortnite, but y- you know what? Fortnite was pretty freaking popular, too. I think Epic knows what they're doing, maybe. Yeah, like they they created the horde mode, which then uh, became uh, Bungie took that in and made the firefight mode for Halo, and then ruined the firefight mode in later Halos. <laughs> but uh, do you not like Halo anymore, Anthony? Like, what? Where are you at with this? Uh, I I'm a jaded fan at this point. I don't like a lot of the new stuff that 343 has been doing, certainly, but I still love and adore the old games. Who makes Gears uh, now? Do we know? I don't know off the top of my head. Gearbox? Did they take it over? No, no, that's too on the nose. They wouldn't do that. Gears of War. I'm looking it up, too. <laughs> this is great radio. Uh, developers, Epic Games, The Coalition, Splash Damage, more. No, I'm looking at Gears of War 4. It was not developed by Epic Games. It was developed by, you're right, The Coalition. The Coalition? Yeah. That's a terrible the coalition, name Well, The Coalition is the name of the government that the Gears work for. So it's one of those, like, uh, custom-built-for-making-Gears games studios. That's like how 343... Mad, mad dumb. I hate it. Like how 343 Industries is custom-built-for-making Halo games because it's named after 343 Guilty Spark. The Halo character i am so uninterested in playing anything after gears of war 3 or i guess gears of war judgment that it's just judgment's like, probably the last one that's worthwhile i think i just i'm I just remember. so uninterested i don't like it's over the the fight is finished finish the fight that's halo finish the fight that, yeah but this fight is also finished yeah I, I get that. It, 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 it's the same Halo problem. The games are done. Stop making more. We got it's, there. It's okay. It's okay. Do something. It's okay, Sonic. You don't need to be in games anymore. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. 
Your game stopped being good 30 years ago. It's okay to let it go. It's just uh our podcast sh- sh- hasn't our podcast hasn't been good since the first episode. Sh- and we no more podcast. Sh- 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 stop struggling. Stop struggling. I'm going to tap the mic with my finger. I do you think I can tell can the audience hear this? Or is it too quiet? Go to sleep. (laughs) Bombers!